Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime at Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to let you know that I do another podcast. It's a companion to this podcast. It covers films of the 1980s, and you can listen to that. Just search for Around the World in 80s Movies, and you'll find it wherever you're listening to this right now. Today, I'm going to be looking at a actually a fairly small independent film that's out in a limited selection of theaters currently. It is called Bullet County. It's actually a film I reviewed on my website about a month ago, but it's finally being released into theaters, so I thought it would be a good time to get to the review here in podcast form. It's not a rated film, but I would definitely say it's an R-rated film. It contains strong bloody violence, sexual references, drug use, and language. The runtime is an hour and 38 minutes. The cast includes Mike C. Nelson, Jenny Malir, David McCracken, Napoleon Ryan, and a few other mostly character actors. The director and screenwriter is David McCracken. Bullet County set in 1977. It follows a few longtime friends who are gathering together for a bachelor party of sorts for... One of them, a recovering alcoholic Vietnam vet named Gordy, and Gordy's played by Mike C. Nelson. They're all taking a trip that they've taken before in their younger days. They go through the Kentucky Bourbon Trail for distilleries that they frequented that may or maybe not will still be there. Gordy, though, will not be partaking of the local beverage of choice due to his 10 years of sobriety. And that was spurred on by an incident that they were all involved in a decade prior. Gordy has something else on his mind while he's there in that neck of the woods. That is a legendary treasure that is said to be buried way off the beaten path on private property that's owned by the Bullet family, who hid the cash that they had made illegally through the production and sales of that bourbon during the era of Prohibition. Along for the ride with Gordy are his supportive friends. There's Robin, played by Jenny Miller, and Keaton, played by writer-director David McCracken, and Gordy's newer friend, Wayne, played by Napoleon Ryan. They all find their bonds of friendship end up getting tested when their search for cash goes south. Now, Bullet County is a thriller, but it's a halfway predictable dramatic thriller. It's sometimes deceptively so. I think some viewers will no doubt come to early conclusions on how everything's going to play out. Only for David McCracken here as the screenwriter to offer a couple of other twists that end up subverting some of the others that may have seemed inevitable from the outset. And as with many films of this ilk, even if you know the destination in mind, or at least you think you do, you can still enjoy the ride along the way. Bullet County is handsomely presented, especially for a period piece. The setting of the film is in the 1970s. It not only taps into the themes involving Vietnam veterans, but it also captures the psychological dramas that were released and very popular during that era. You know, you have films like Deliverance and Taxi Driver and Deer Hunter, and you can see echoes of all of those things within the film. This film is shot in a small part in Kentucky, but a much larger part in New Harmony, Indiana. It should be noted that writer-director David McCracken and producer and good friend Josh Reedford hail from Evansville, Indiana. The film builds upon our fears that are mostly stoked from thrillers not far from the tone of this effort, that there are those who live in the backcountry that have more than a few skeletons buried out there, and a whole network of family and other close-to-kin friends who are aiming to keep anyone from interfering with their history and their way of life. McCracken here is effectively tapping into this long-standing bourbon industry of Kentucky and its rich history going back many generations. 
such that it seems plausible to believe that there might be a protective culture among those who've kept the money from the production in the family for decades. It's even more unnerving when there appears to be no ready presence of the law anywhere around, and given the late 1970s setting, no cell phones to which they, they can use as a lifeline, and no way to use Google to instantly uncover basic facts or history that could easily keep them informed as to what is right and what is BS around the rural areas. David McCracken here does a nice job in setting up these characters and rounding them out before things begin to take a more sinister turn down the road. Perhaps these characters are a bit on the idealized side to fully buy them more as real people than they are as movie characters, but it is nice to have some explanation for their various behaviors later in the film. It gives us more of a psychological look at the dynamics of the friendships than one that plays on emotional bonds meant to capture our fears on what might happen to them when they're faced with mortal peril from the locals that might be around to make sure that what's buried stays buried. Tarantino-esque dialogue breaks out among the friends from time to time. They discuss things like James Joyce and Batman and other topics, both heady and banal. Split-screen action will also remind some viewers of Tarantino, who, in turn, Tarantino borrowed the technique from one of his idols, Brian De Palma. And that's especially evident in how the tensor scenes are edited and constructed. The Batman references abound in the character names themselves. Keaton, Robin, Wayne, Gordy. I mean, that's kind of like Commissioner Gordon. His full name in this film is Gordy Solomon, which might also be similar to a DC Comics villain named Solomon Grundy. And James Joyce aficionados particularly will appreciate the several allusions and the way that Joyce's works tie in thematically to the proceedings. Some viewers are going to be reminded of the Coen brothers and the vibe of the film's humor, as well as in the offbeat characterizations in helping even the non-thriller aspects stay entertaining to observe. Acting in this film is an asset, especially with a strong and widely ranged turn delivered here from Mike C. Nelson. Nelson exhibits much of his performance even when he's not saying anything at all. Now, Nelson had the experience of working with David McCracken in his first film called Ostrichland, which McCracken had made for his USC graduate thesis, and that was an acclaimed and award-winning film in various film festivals in several countries during that release. In Nelson's eyes, you can always see the look of being perpetually conflicted. He has kindness and rage. He has inner peace and regret. He finds resolve, and he carries unspoken desires. These destructive forces that he could never quite keep in check when he had been as a bitter alcoholic before going sober 10 years prior. Jenny Malier here is also quite good as the well-read and attractive friend that Gordy has always carried a torch for. It's one that he can't quite reveal fully for fear of yet another of life's crushing disappointments coming to light. David McCracken, the screenwriter and director here, he, in his acting performance, is a natural screen presence as an actor. That's rare for somebody who works primarily as a writer and director. And he appears as a major player within his own film as Keaton, whose frugality about the cost of everything probably was the same on and off the screen. He also directed and wrote Bullet County, so this film had a very modest kickstarter field budget that McCracken always had to keep in mind at all times. Now, although aspects of Bullet County are meant to play as terrifying, it remains in the realm of a drama with strong thriller elements throughout. It teases, but it never quite dips into the kind of grindhouse horror that many people that have traveled the same dusty and desolate road in their films have done in the past. When the film does shift from drama to thriller, I think that's where it may be the make or break point for some viewers' interests, as the turn is not without some narrative turbulence and tone. A Bullock County can seem uneven when the edges are pushed, 
perhaps intentionally so given the unsettling narrative, but it maintains interest despite its occasional unnatural moments due to the quality of the writing as well as the commitment of the actress to flesh out these characters enough for us to care about how it all resolves. And although Bullet County is small scale, it does boast nice technical specs to make it a professional work. It has terrific cinematography from Sean McDaniel and a complimentary score that's credited to Aaron Reedford, the musically talented brother of the producer. Now, both of them, Josh and Aaron Reedford, are members of a Jewish folk rock band named Kippa Grooven, a multi-talented collection of family and friends all around. Even if the film is modest in scope, it does exceed the limitations through a talented cast and crew and a great eye for detail, especially given the difficult task of trying to set the film 40 years ago. So I would say if you enjoy recent thrillers like Jeremy Saulnier's Blue Ruin and Green Room, I would say you should give Bullet County a look. It does pack enough ammo to hit its target as a thoughtful and retrospective throwback to the kind of gritty but darkly humorous character-driven crime dramas of yesteryear. So I'm going to give Bullet County three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who like this kind of movie. If you like your thrillers to be a little bit more character-driven, maybe a little bit more slow burn, certainly if you like films of the 70s, maybe a little bit with a Tarantino or Coen Brothers edge, you're going to probably find enough here to justify your entertainment dollars. If that's not quite your bag, maybe this might be a miss for you. You can catch it when it comes on streaming services at some time. But for me, I actually did enjoy watching Bullet County, and I do recommend it for three stars out of four. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on this film, and I realize it's not going to be in everyone's area, but even if you're listening to this well down the road after the fact, if you have any of your own thoughts that you have in mind, you can write to me. You can find my contact information at my website. That's quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. But you can also find links to my Twitter feed and Facebook page, all of those legitimate ways to get in touch with me. Until next time, thanks everyone for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movie.